This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week, it's Q&A time. Jesus seems to get around so quickly. But before we get into it, I just wanted to let you know I've just launched an awesome event. It's called the Wellness Glow Livestream, Say Goodbye to Stress and Fatigue and Hello to Radiant Health. It's going to be held on Monday, May the 20th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Brisbane time. But it is an online event, so you can sign up for it. And obviously in Australia, most people are going to be at work, but this is an international event. It's going to be having a speaker from the United States, from Jamaica, and from New Zealand. I've put, I've brought together an awesome bunch of women that are experts in their field, and they're all going to give their own take on some practical advice and actionable strategies to address stress and fatigue in your life. And the reason I put this together is because it's just such a common thing in my clinic. So I thought, well, let's just put something together that has got some really good quality content that I can then share with you. I'm going to obviously put my section on the Wellness Glow podcast after the recording. But please sign up. Just go to susiegarden.com. You'll see on my homepage, there'll be a button to press. Just go through and sign up. And that way, even if you can't make the live stream, you can receive the recording. You can receive any of the special offers that uh, each of us were going to be um, providing. And also, if you have any questions under that theme, please feel free to email them through to me or message me on Instagram. It's actually probably better. And um, we can address them live on the live stream event. So that would be fantastic as well. So anyway, 
let's get into Q&A for the Wellness Glow this week. I've got a couple of interesting questions. Um, I've got one on CBD oil, which is a cannabidiol oil, which is from the cannabis plant. And the other question is on propolis, which is a supplement you generally find in the pharmacy. But uh, I've been asked this question from Katie from Sydney about, you know, what is it and what can it be used for? And so I thought I'd talk about that first because it's a fairly simple question to answer. Uh, The second question on CBD oil is a little bit more complex, especially for us in Australia. But anyway, I'll get to that in a moment. So propolis is, uh, I'll call it a product, but it's, it's a substance produced by bees. So it's a natural product, uh, clearly not vegan, but they don't kill the bees to get it. It's just something that the bees produce. And I'm not going to get into the ethics of that right here because I don't know enough about it, to be honest, um, in terms of how they harvest that. But um, the propolis itself is produced when the bee collects tree or plant resin. So they do this as part of their natural behavior. They mix it with there's some like bee enzymes and some beeswax that, again, the bees produce. And the honeybees actually use this propolis to maintain the health of their hive. So they protect the hive from the spread of infection. And they also use it to fill little gaps in the hive to protect it. So it's kind of a cool little substance that the bees use. And we have, um, I guess, a use for it in humans. In There's actually a couple of uses. It can assist with immune support. It has um, lots of flavonoids in it, so it's really high in antioxidants and it's anti-inflammatory, it's antifungal, it's antiviral, it's antibacterial. So it's got lots of really great uses in humans. There's been um, some good research done in the area of wound healing and specifically burns. And it's shown that it can actually improve the healing times of burns by applying propolis directly to the wound. So that's pretty awesome. Um, It also helps just with general well-being and colds and flus because it's supporting the immune system and it has great antioxidant benefits. Um, If you're allergic to bees or honey, then this product is absolutely not for you. So you do need to be mindful of that. The other thing is, I guess, to point out is the research on this product is not really complete. So it's considered to be a pretty safe product to use, but in terms of efficacy, it hasn't been through rigorous research, which is the case for many, many natural products mainly because you can't really patent these products. So in terms of getting research funding, it's really, really quite difficult. So it seems to be a pretty safe product. A lot of people use it and find it really effective. It's not something that I use specifically in my naturopathic practice. I have access to um, herbs that I feel probably have a little bit more research behind them and are possibly more effective. It's obviously hard to say that. I don't know if there's any head-to-head trials showing propolis against uh, other specific herbals, but 
It's certainly really easy to access. You can get it at pharmacies in Australia, certainly very, very easily. So I hope, Katie, that's answered the question for you in terms of how you can use propolis, because I know it's you see it everywhere when you're walking around pharmacies. So the second uh, question I had today from Karina in Denmark And I thought it was interesting it's coming from Denmark because in Australia, CBD is really tightly controlled. It's not something you can just go and buy. It's certainly not something that I can prescribe. Medical doctors can prescribe this, but even then, it's not really widely used yet. So a lot of GPs, unless they have a special interest in the conditions that this product treats, they may not... uh, easily write prescriptions for it just because they just don't have enough information about the product. So CBD stands for cannabidiol and that's just one of the chemicals. There are like hundreds I think of chemicals in the cannabis plant and CBD oil is extracted from the cannabis plant and has been shown to have quite a number of medicinal benefits. So I just need to clarify here this kind of cannabis product will not get you high. There is a, the component of cannabis that has the what they call a psychoactive effect is called THC or tetrahydrocannabinol. And that's also another chemical from the cannabis plant. And that's the one that people enjoy. So, um, but that has been extracted from the CBD oil. So that's, there's no issue with, um, having those psychoactive effects from the CBD oil. And it is quite controversial, certainly in Australia, uh, in terms of how it's used. And it only recently has become available for, GPs and other doctors to prescribe. I guess the thing is with this product, obviously there's a long history. And my understanding is in the 1930s is when cannabis was banned. And that included hemp, it included CBD, THC. And that's kind of lasted a long time. Now we do know that there are places in the world that have legalized cannabis. I myself was traveling in Oregon last year in the United States um, where marijuana is legal. I also went over to Canada in that trip and it had just been made legal in Canada. So in some countries it's widely available. I don't know what the situation is in Denmark. I'm assuming because that's where the inquiry has come from that it is available. And so I guess, why would you want to take this CBD oil? And the reason I'm addressing it here today is because I do actually get asked this quite a bit because there is so much information about CBD oil in the lay press, in blogs and things like that. So I guess I just wanted to clarify a few things about it because there are quite a lot of promising studies showing benefit in things like anxiety, schizophrenia, nausea, vomiting, inflammation, uh, epilepsy, uh, joint pain, things like that. And the big issue, I guess, is there's still not enough research 
this is where I really struggle a little bit and where I struggled when I first started studying herbal medicine is I came from the pharmaceutical industry where there's loads and loads of clinical trials that go on with drugs. And in the herbal medicine world, as I mentioned with propolis, there's just not the money available to put into this research. And because you can't necessarily patent these products, there's not a lot of incentive for business to put that money in, which is, you know, as a business person, I kind of think, well, that's fair enough. Um, but at the same time, sometimes that means you using products that don't have vast amounts of information available on them. Having said that, there is some really promising human data using CBD oil. Uh, so I just thought I'd talk a little bit about that. So I guess I wanted to start with chronic pain and joint pain. Obviously it's a massive issue. Inflammation, if you've listened to my podcast, you've heard me bang on about gut health and inflammation (laughs) to an excess probably for some of you. But what we do know, what is fact, is inflammation is basically the source of pretty much all disease. And so if we can lower inflammation in the body, we will lessen our chance of developing chronic illness. And it will also lessen things like pain that's caused by osteoarthritis. Um, There's a really good study looking at the pain of multiple sclerosis. And the CBD actually inhibits neuronal transmission in pain pathways. So it stops the nerves from transmitting pain signals. So that will actually... It's, it's an awesome, when you think about it, pain relief that's just interrupting that pain signal getting up to the brain that's not making you sedated, it's not making you uh, hallucinate, it's not making you nauseous like you get with the opioids. The people that uh, have un- like the pain that requires opioid relief have a really poor quality of life because they're, they're constantly in a bit of a haze and they get really constipated, which then leads to gut health issues. Um, and I won't get me started on that. I'll leave that for another time. But yeah, CBD can provide incredible benefits for people with chronic pain. And that's, I guess, why there is a lot of underground usage of it in countries where it's not legal. So another area where CBD can be useful is anxiety and depression. And it's interesting, there's some studies, there's um, a 2011 study that I read about. And this, again, these studies are really small, so you do have to keep this in mind. This particular study had 24 people who'd never tried CBD, and they did a test on them where they had to do some public speaking, right? And I think Public speaking in terms of stress is considered almost as high as death. It's pretty full on. And anyway, an hour and a half before they were going to do this public speaking test, they were given either the CBD or a placebo. And those who received the placebo had high levels of anxiety and stress and also cognitive impairment, which was interesting. While those who got the CBD actually didn't have as high a level of anxiety and stress and cognitive impairment. They were more relaxed and calm. And there's been a number of studies that have kind of replicated this sense of 
ease and calm and being able to think better under pressure when they're taking CBD versus not. And there's some, obviously, when you think about the implications of some of this research, the possibilities for treatment in PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, which if you've listened to the podcast, you know, that's also another thing that I'm very, very interested in. That could be an effective treatment for that as well. But unfortunately, the studies aren't really strong enough or, or pretty much available to totally support that. Another area that CBD is being looked at in is cancer. So obviously you've got the pain that's associated. So actually looking at the treatment of the cancer itself, and I I don't specialize or see any cancer patients. It's not an area that I have any particular expertise in. So I don't like to talk about it too much because it's just not something where I feel like I've got a lot to offer. But CBD in cancer is something that is is very interesting. And there's a couple of, uh, I think the animal studies where it show, which showed that CBD actually were, was able to kill the cancerous cells only and not the healthy cells, which is really interesting because chemo doesn't have that discrimination. It kills healthy cells as well as the cancerous cells. Now let's look at another uh place where CBD can be effective, which is epilepsy. Epilepsy is one of probably the biggest areas where cannabis or or rather CBD oil is being looked at and particularly in children. And I know that Stanford University in the United States um, did a survey that showed that there could be some quite dramatic results in kids with epilepsy. So this study was in 2014, so five years ago, and these kids, about just over 60% of them had been treated with um, anti-epileptic drugs. And then they put these kids on the CBD and 84% of the kids saw a reduction in their seizure frequency while taking the CBD and 11% didn't have any seizures at all, which is pretty amazing. If if any of you have anything to do with uh, anyone with epilepsy, particularly in kids, it can be quite just a devastating problem to have. And, um, it can also be a life-threatening problem. So there are there were some side effects involved with this, including uh, drowsiness and fatigue, but there were also other benefits in terms of improved mood, alertness, and sleep. So it's kind of like, yep, great benefits, some side effects. So whenever you're looking at treatments, and your doctor or other healthcare professional will also do this. They look at well, what's the risk benefit analysis. We know there are some risks. Every time you take a drug, uh, there are risks. But does the benefit of that outweigh the risk? Is the risk low and the benefit high? Or is it just that you know the quality of life is going to improve so much that, yes, it's absolutely worth the maybe a minority of risk? 
So there are a couple of other uses for it. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because as I say, it's it's something that's quite controversial here in Australia and I don't want to get myself in trouble. And um, for many of us, we, it would, we would really struggle to access this because of that. There's some very, very strict criteria around the prescription of um, CBD. So Karina, I hope that's answered your question. I guess the short answer is there's some very promising data and anecdotal evidence of its use specifically in anxiety, in pain, joint pain. Um, and there, we know kind of the theory about why this would be the case. So if that's something you can access in Denmark, it's probably worth doing a bit more research, speaking with your healthcare professional to see how that might work for you or for anyone that you might be inquiring on their behalf. So that's it for this week for Q&A, a couple of juicy ones, really. Um, And I just want to remind you about the live stream. I'm super excited about it. We've just started promotion of that this week. It's going to be on the 20th of May. So head over to suzygarden.com. Click on the link on my homepage and sign up and that way you won't miss out and you don't have to sit there for the three hours. You'll get sent a recording and there's going to be some pretty cool offers from the speakers that are involved. So please head over and sign up. And if you're enjoying this content, please feel free to leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast the way that these things work, the more people that are subscribing and reviewing, that means that Apple will show my podcast to more people. So that would be absolutely awesome. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.